This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Thank you, Pastor Jane. Let's celebrate our pastor, great, great woman of God. Wow. Did you have a great lunch? Wow, you look different. I don't know what you ate, but I enjoyed my food. Anna did some great, and you know, if you've been with Anna, the lady in the house, you don't want to commit an unpardonable sin of not eating. You can't fast when you're there. You just have to eat. She says you should have fasted before coming because she's here to serve. Amen. Why don't you just again squeeze somebody beside you and say, great to see you back in church. Hallelujah. Well, you may be seated. I want to again say thank you very much to my spiritual father and yours uh, and mother. That's Apostle Dr. Theo and Pastor Beth uh, out there in the States doing a great job there. And also a great job here. And I want to say thank you to the team here that keep the work going. You know, especially any church that recovers and comes back on fire after COVID. Because the intention and the plan was to make sure that everything about church is dead. But then we know that the devil came too late. Jesus said, I'm building my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. We're taking a stand, and we believe, God, that the last lockdown is the final lockdown. We will never be locked again. Can you say amen if you're in agreement? It doesn't matter what the, you know, scheme up or scam up. They are already caught with their, hand, their hands in the cookie jar. And they are not going free. This any other time they try something funny. Uh, as the year comes to an end, it will be important that you have yourself empowered. Uh, uh, just as we come to church, we, we only have a brief time to be in church. But most of the time, you know, our time is spent outside. And so as you go on holiday, I want to put material in your hand that I would recommend that you read. In these days when things are tough, you know, the word of God says in the book of Haggai, chapter 2, when you read from verse number 6 to about 9, uh, it talks about the shaking that's taking place in the earth everywhere, shaking. And so economies of nations coming down. Exchange rates, food shortage, wars and all that but all these things were already foretold ahead of time but those that are going to overcome in this time must learn certain keys and laws and that's what pastor jenny was talking about that law of sacrifice now you need to understand that woman gave sacrificially in a time of drought and need the prophet could have still been looked after with or without her giving reason being because the same god provided for him using a raven. And you know, if you have studied birds, you know about birds, you will know that ravens are the stingiest, among the stingiest of birds. 
a, a, a mother raven will fight over food from the child, trying to grab it from the child. And that's, that's not common. That's not natural for any mother, whether human mother or bird mother. And so, but then God to show that he sustains and provides for his people, even in the time of recession, the time when things are going down. But that doesn't happen until we apply certain laws and certain keys. Nothing leaves heaven until something leaves the earth. Wherever you desire to have a need met, there has got to be a seed. When God did creation, everything had to have seed to produce, I mean, to produce a harvest or fruit. So, and that's why it's important that you learn how to enjoy increase in this time that we're living in. Things are going to get very, very, very tough. But the Bible already promised us that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be exalted above other mountains, Isaiah chapter number 2, verse 1 and 2. And then we are told that in the book of Isaiah 60 from verse 1 to about verse 5, that we shall arise and shine for our light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon us. For behold, darkness will cover the earth and gross darkness the people. But God will arise over us. So God is going to rise over you, but you need to know what are the keys, what are the laws, what are the principles, what are the steps I need to take. And that's why it's important that you get material that will help you. So I said all that to say there's a book that the Lord instructed me to write on breaking the, cir the circle of lack and releasing abundance, the power of sowing and reaping. It's not about getting money out of anybody, but just positioning you for this hour that we're living in. And so just to ensure that everybody gets the book, I have a CD of my daughter. And by the way, my daughter is still single. And uh, you buy the CD, we can talk. I've got two books here. You've heard about people talking about tithing has passed. It's a thing of the past. And then they all, you know, all the argument, you know, prominent names that you know about talking and saying it's, it's, it's a thing of the past. So this one, the Lord uh, instructed me to write this, uh, the tithe question, the truth about tithing. So you get the two books. I'll give you my daughter's CD for free. And I'm going to sign at the book. Uh, in the bookstore. So you can get that. Can I, can I bless the, uh, our speaker for Johannesburg? That's Councillor Colleen. That's, that's the speaker for the city, the council of the city of Johannesburg. And they came together again. They came just to fellowship with us. Let's celebrate them. Can you just stand and let them, the team that came just stand. And just next to her is my friend, Pastor Charles. He's been here several times. So uh, he's got many, in case you're hungry and you need to eat, go to any Wimpy. He has many Wimpy, you know, franchises around South Africa. Just take and say, I said eat, but he will ask the money from you. You may be seated. Thank you. Let's just uh, thank God for them. I want to share this evening, and I don't want to, you know, try and preach. I want to just uh, kind of uh, uh, trust God to say something as I prepare to pray. And 
I want to share on what I tell to let God fix it. Let God fix it. In the Bible, in the book of Hebrews, chapter number 4, verse 9 to 11, in the New King James translation, it says, There remains therefore a rest for the people of God. For he who has entered his rest, the he's there is not small h, it's capital H, meaning. The one who entered is not necessarily talking about his own rest, but the rest of God, entering into the rest of God. His rest has himself also ceased from his own works as God did from his. Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest. Now, if he says be diligent to enter that rest, that means... It, it, it could be possible that we are not in we are not in rest. It could be that we are standing outside where rest is. It could if somebody is not resting, that means the person may be wrestling. The person may be busy doing something, but maybe getting nothing. Because you only take a rest after the job is done, isn't it? So, family, the Bible says in the book of Genesis that. After God created everything, he rested on the seventh day. And do you know God has been resting ever since then? God is not walked up by what's going on in the world. We are the ones that are overwhelmed. And we're thinking that everything is collapsing and going into pieces. But God is relaxed. And we see that when Jesus was in the boat or in the ship, and he said, let us cross over to the other side. He already declared the word, let us cross over. Then he went to take him some rest, have him some rest. And then there arose a great storm. And the people were in jeopardy. They were scared. And they were wondering, what's going on? And then they went to wake, up, wake Jesus up and said, don't you care that we perish? Did Jesus say, let's go over and perish? Or did he say, let us cross over? So, and, and many times, we are so worked up about things, we need to let God handle. Let go and let God. Let go and let God fix it. In the book of Luke, chapter number 8, from verse number 22 to 25. The word says, Now it happened on a certain day that he got into a boat with his disciples, and he said to them, Let us cross over to the other side of the lake, the other side of the lake. And they launched out. But as they sailed, he fell asleep. And a windstorm a wind, and a windstorm came down on the lake and they were filling with water and were in jeopardy. And they came to him and awoke him saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. What a confession. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water and they ceased. Somebody say, and they ceased. 
And there was a great, there was a calm. Verse 25. But he said to them, where is your faith? And they were afraid. He's asking about faith they brought in fear. He's asking, where is your faith? And instead of, you know, lining up with faith, he's asking them to, where is your faith? That means faith can be seen. Faith is tangible. Faith can be expressed. And that's why the word says, when you read the book of uh, James chapter 1, and you also read James chapter 2, we are told, so then faith without works is dead. Father Abraham became the father of many nations by faith. For without faith, nobody can please God. And without faith, we cannot receive anything from God. James chapter 1, when you read from around verse 5, 6, 7, and 8, it says, anyone who lacks wisdom should ask from God who gives to all liberally. And he doesn't upbraid. That means he doesn't find fault and say, you know, you didn't pray enough. You are not good enough. You didn't give enough. So it's not for you. It's only for some special people that are prayer warriors. A lot of the things we are praying about, now we should pray, a man ought always to pray and not faint. Why would he say man? Because men struggle to pray, I guess. But then, he already has done it, but he says, we should ask God if we lack wisdom, he gives to all liberally and he does not find fault. But he says, let him ask in faith not doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea tossed here and there. And why do people doubt? Because they are at a moment or they get to a point, the moment they see some obstacle, they just feel, I don't think it's going to happen, it's going to happen. As they saw the winds, they were scared. Peter got out of the boat when Jesus came walking on water and he asked, if it's you, Lord, bid me, that means beckon me, call me to come, and I will also come. So Jesus called him to come, and then he did what? Can I try that just a little bit? <laughs> Dr. Babe was about to do it. We all interceded her out of it. So I'm not about to do what my mother didn't do. So he, Jesus walked on water, and at his word... The moment he said, come, that word solidified water. And what had never happened, he was a professional fisherman and he knew you don't take chances walking on water. But because Jesus said, come, he stepped out and began to work. As long as his eyes were fixed on Jesus, Jesus fixed the water because without him, creation was not possible. He is the word that was released over creation. And water was solid. And he could walk. But the moment his eyes were no longer fixed on Jesus, but were fixed on the winds and the storms, he began to sink. Who knows why we may be still 
bound by the things that have bound us previously. Who knows it could be because we have not stepped aside to allow the world to work. We have not allowed God to step in and take charge and take control because he is able to do what our best of efforts can do. The smartest of human beings without God is dumb. We've seen it during COVID. We've seen it through all the times that the world has gone through so many challenges. Like, I don't know if you're a doctor and you can explain to me how a virus knew the time I should eat in the plane and step aside and wait for me with the inside the same plane. And then I, I take the mask, I eat. Then I wear it back and the virus, say, the virus will say, thank you. But people said, we should follow the sciences. And they say, the experts are talking. And the experts, and I kind of wonder, this expert must have gone to a dumb school. And, and if you're a health worker, I really want to celebrate you and we appreciate what you did so hard. Before the vaccine came, all the health workers endangered their lives. Some died sadly and we're not happy to talk about it. We wish it never happened. They had no vaccine and everything was fine. They could go in and out of the hospitals, endanger their lives. But the day the vaccine came out, the same nurse, the same doctor was told, if you don't wear the mask, COVID is going to catch you. So that means COVID knew the manufacturing stages and was waiting. That the moment the solution comes and hits the hospital, COVID will... And that's why, family, we cannot trust the wisdom of this world. And I'm not here to try and criticize anyone. I believed almost everything I was told until one day when the Lord showed to me that the one which that wisdom and knowledge comes from is him. Not the doctor, not even the pastor. And in this time we are living in, we cannot afford to trust the arm of flesh. I love politicians and I have a lot of them as friends. They're, some of them are sitting here. But any politician without Jesus is a potential demon. A politician will look at white and call it black. And they will argue it and, and vote for it and it will turn to whatever they voted. But imagine having people that fear the Lord. They are not going to do politics as usual. And policies will be decided based on the fear of God. Nobody's going to steal money that belongs to you. Can you imagine somebody stealing money during COVID? 
I, I know it didn't happen here, but it happened in Nigeria. No, I, 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 I want to be, listen, I don't want to get into trouble here. I don't want immigration to stop me. I'm flying tomorrow, but I'm telling you, I come originally from Nigeria, so I can talk about where I came from. In Nigeria, politicians stole COVID money. If you're a Nigerian, I'm sorry. I never planned. It's not part of my notes. It's just utterance. But what am I saying? Don't you put your trust in human beings, not even the best. People will stand and say, until death do us part. And you, the lady, the man, the woman will so believe this person. Because you are not, you, you're, not, you're, you're, not a, you're not a person that lies so easily. You're an upright person. So you trust people. But I'm telling you, family, Psalms 127, verse 1 and 2 says, Except the Lord build the house, the labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord keeps watch over the city, the watchman will stay awake but in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, go to bed late. That means you are laboring. But at the end, it amounts to like zero. God doesn't want our lives to be wasted lives. And the only way we're not going to waste our efforts, waste our plans, is when we put our trust in God to fix what we cannot fix. Let God intervene in that marriage. Give him a chance. God will never force himself on us. We will have to allow him. God cannot fix what you want to fix yourself. There are certain things that can only be fixed by God. And other things you fix because he's already fixed you to fix them. For example, God will not fix the hair of a lady from the township that she got from Brazil. <laughs> you got it, so you have to know how to fix it because he gave you your own and you went and imported one. So when you wear it, You've got to fix it. You can't say, Lord, how do I look? He will say, you look like a Brazilian. <laughs> Your best efforts without God will always amount to futility. God is not in the business of interference. He doesn't interfere with people's plans until you and I allow him to get involved. Many of us are involved in fighting battles that belong to God. Anyone fighting you is fighting against God. I wish we all know that. I said, I wish we all know that. The battle is not yours. They speak behind your back. You know why? Because they are behind you. So instead of getting distracted, why, why are you criticizing me? They're criticizing, they're criticizing you because you are relevant. There's just something about you they can't stand. If people 
Stop talking about you as a child of God. You may need to check your heartbeat with whether you are in coma or you're still, you're still breathing. Because if you are still alive, many are the afflictions of the righteous. But God delivers him out of how many? All. All. How many? All. How many? All. So anything you go through, every arrow against you, God already has prepared his angels, giving them charge over you. That's why you shouldn't be afraid. Somebody said to me, Haruna, don't you think you need to pray and fast as you're going on this journey because people are dying every day? I said, no, but my I've died. My life is hidden in Christ and Christ in God. So can you imagine Jesus calling a prayer meeting? You know, disciples, let's pray. We're going into the boat and, and there may be a storm. Let's pray. There are certain things you don't pray, but like a baby does not pray. Because the baby knows mama is in charge. A baby does not say, maybe if I take this milk, maybe it's poisoned milk and, and, and I may have constipation and die. Now the baby was in the womb and stayed in there, calm, calculately, gently, for nine months without worrying. Why should a baby come out now and start to worry? Your, your life is in God's hand. For anybody to kill you, they need to kill Hidden in Jesus and in God. That means they need to break God open. Break Jesus open, then find you. Maybe you're trying to expose yourself. But if you are hidden in him, no weapon formed or fashioned against you shall prosper. You shall drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt you. I, I don't fast because I'm scared of the devil. Because he's a defeated foe. I only fast because I want to spend time with God. Pray for souls to be saved. Never fast for protection. Never fast for provision. Because even healing is children's bread. So people are saying to me, Harun, during COVID, are you not scared you may die? I said I died before COVID. Now, and I'm not saying if a loved one died, it's because... I know better than them. I'm just talking about me and my revelation. You see, you need to know God for yourself. You can't let the, the others know for you. Because the Bible says the just shall live by what? Faith. For we walk by faith and not by sight. We are not trusting human beings. Our trust is in God. Because we know our God is able to fix what the government cannot fix. This thing with problem of where you have, what, what do you call it, uh, with the power? Load shedding. You know God doesn't have load shedding? The last load shedding he saw was in Genesis 1. Everywhere was darkness. The demon showed up and said it's level 6. Everything dark. And the moment he said, let there be light. From that day, nobody has been able to bring any level. That God is in you and he says you are the light. You can change the situation in South Africa. Don't put your trust in the government. You are the representation of God in South Africa. Without you, 
South Africa will stay in darkness forever. They are not planning to make matters easy. Because as it is in Nigeria, there's no power. No running water. You know why? Because somebody is eating from it. Did I say South Africa? I said where? And it happens to be where? In Africa. Family, let's turn our confidence and trust back to the source. Back to the source. How, I mean, these days, I don't care how, how what percentage they raise and increase your uh, salary, the needs are becoming more. Petrol prices, more. You know, ceiling high. But the Bible says even during that time, it was a time of famine. God fed his people. Took care of the prophet. Then he allowed the brook to dry up. Raven stopped bringing the food. Why? Because a widow that feared God is about to die. And so what happened? So she, he had to go to her to save her. God is able to save you no matter the times. But you must not fix your eyes on your job. Don't fix your eyes on your business. Don't fix your eyes on your effort. Let your confidence be in God. He says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So when you go through the fires, through the waters, he is with you. Fear no evil. Touch your neighbor and say, fear no evil. God has not given you. Tell that neighbor, God has not given you. The spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. So as we get into the end of the year, some people will be traveling. Some will go to places where people are brying, and they give you food. Don't say, I need to plead the blood before I eat. Eat, honey. Eat. Because... The moment you receive it with blessings, even if there was poison, it will become aromat. Because you are so dear to God. Why should a child of the devil mess with you, kill you, or harm you when you are following after that which is good? So don't give room to fear. Whatever you are going through, in this season and always, allow the Lord to be your trust. And your confidence. Because it is not safe to put confidence in, in flesh. Let our trust be in God. I'm going to be praying at the end. But I want to just, first of all, make a call for those that have not surrendered their lives to Jesus. That's where protection is, family. You have to have Jesus in your heart. Allow him to come in. He is the master fixer. And when it fixes, it's permanent. And it starts with the heart. Because out of the heart are all the issues of life. If it goes wrong with your heart, it will go wrong with you. And that's why it's important you allow God to fix your inside. And your outside will automatically align with what is happening inside. And then you don't have to be afraid of anything. Danger may be all around, 
but you will still be safe. Because with Jesus in the boat, why should I be scared? So if you're here, maybe somebody invited you. Or you came on your own. You were passing by and saw the, the sign. And you saw, oh, it's a church. Uh, today is Sunday. I didn't go to church in the morning. Let me just go in there and see what's going on. And you're here. We want to say thank you. You're welcome home. We don't want it to just be a visit. We want it to be an encounter. So I want to give you an opportunity. It's a gift that's already been given, paid for in full. But you have to receive it. Because if you don't, it cannot be forced on you. A gift that is truly a gift is appreciated through the reception. And so I want to give you an opportunity right now. You may be one or two or more. And you're saying, Pastor, before you pray for other needs, why don't you just pray for me? I want to give my heart to Jesus. So if you're here and you want to surrender to Jesus and make him the Lord of your life, while every eye is closed and every head bowed, all believers praying, you want to say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to give my heart to Jesus. Just raise one hand up above your head. Say, Pastor, pray for me. I want new life. I want to receive Jesus. I want to be born again. Or maybe you used to serve him. You were strong. You were on fire. But some things happened so in your life that brought a setback. And, and, or maybe you met with wrong friends and they got you into some wrong things. God is not condemning you or judging you. He's calling you back home. Like the prodigal son returned, the father had a celebration waiting. So God has a celebration waiting for you right now. So as we're praying, if there's anyone that... It's receiving Jesus or coming back to Jesus. Raise up your hand. And somebody is going to come stand beside you. Just to tell you, you are not in this alone. We've been there before. So as these people are there, I want you to just say this prayer, word of prayer after me. Just make sure your hand is up so they identify you and somebody comes stand beside you. Say this prayer after me. Say, Father, thank you for your love. I respond to your love today. Jesus, come inside my heart. Be my Lord and be my Savior. I confess that you are my Lord. From today, I have a new life. My old life is gone. Everything is now new. I step aside. I let go of my own ways. I let go and I allow you to fix everything. Thank you, Jesus, for doing a job nobody can do. In Jesus' name. Family, let's celebrate these people. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com. Thank you.